This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. This is the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Captain Mickey has been guiding the Texas Gulf Coast waters for over 30 years and has won numerous national and local tournaments. Now, here's your host, Captain Mickey. Good morning. Welcome to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show on this Sunday morning. End of the week already for us. Well, I'm Captain Mickey Eastman producing the Outdoor Show this morning. This is Jace, our sponsors today. The CCA Star Tournament, Belleville Meat Market, Boyd's One Stop, Texan Roofing, and Mainstream Marketing. All right, weather. Galveston right now, 74 degrees down on the island this morning. And it uh, looks like a few showers this morning with overcast skies during the afternoon hours. High of around 80. Winds will be north-northeast, 10 to 15. That rain chance pretty much about 30%. I'm not seeing much on radar. A few little tiny showers out in the Gulf. That's about it right now. But tonight, partly cloudy with a low of 74. North-northeast, 5 to 10. And then for tomorrow, uh, lots of sun, a few passing clouds, 81 degrees, east-northeast, 10 to 15. So, Looks like another nice week ahead of us. We'll take it, what we can get. And uh, looking at uh, Galveston Channel Tide predictions, we have one tide today, one and one only, and it's a high tide at 8.12 a.m. this morning. That's a 1.8 coming off a negative 0.4 last night. Sunrise, 6.24 a.m., sunset, 8.08 p.m., and our moon phase is 1%. We're headed towards our next full moon, coming off a new moon. Right now, current conditions, Look at uh, looking over at the uh, North Jetty there in Galveston, it is uh, northeast at about 13, and at the Causeway, it's about uh, 14 out of the north. Eagle Point's north at 8, Morgan's Point north at 9, and down at San Luis Pass, 17 out of the uh, kind of north-northeast, so. Definitely got north in the wind after that front passed through, and here we go. So it's, uh, it's going to be a nice day. We'll take it, whatever we can get. All right, let's run over to the Tri-Bay area. Let's check in with the Hammer this morning, Captain Glenn Hammond. Glenn, good morning. How are you, my friend? Hey, doing great, buddy. Thanks for asking. How's everything on your end? Couldn't be better. It's all good, brother. Good, good. We'll take yeah, we it. we got to we got a 10-mile-an-hour wind, maybe a little more, 10-mile-an-hour north-northeast. Uh, feels kind of good out there, to tell you the truth. 
right. Starting up. We, as long as we have some breeze to keep the mosquitoes back, man, they've been terrible down here. <laughs> we can't, we can't even sit out in the afternoon. I mean, it's just, uh, it just, uh, you can't do it. Can't do it. Um, Put on Friday, the dope. Boy, I had to mow yesterday and I had oh, to, I, did uh, I didn't make it five minutes. I had to jump off and go hose down I and did. spray. I mean, coat Very down. same here. Very same here. Mowing and weed eating and. I had to get Melinda to spray my back. They were tearing me up. But little, little hungry son of a guns. We're uh, gonna see Everybody Friday. Got to eat, man. Just like fish. Yeah. Got to eat. Sooner or later, they're gonna bite. Uh, the the moisture that we've had and the puddles and everything just prime breeding uh, territory for those things. I mean, it just you can see the little larva in the water uh, kicking around little. Little squigglies, uh, man. I'm I'm just saying we need it to dry up, and I don't want it to dry dry up because then we'll then we'll be in a drought. You know what I mean? <laughs> Watch what you wish for. Well, uh, for I, my uh, purposes in life, as far as fishing goes, I'll uh, take a drought over rain any day. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I know hey, you're uh, down I, there close to the Gulf, and it you know it's different down there, but up my way, I've had enough. I'm sick of fresh water. <laughs> Done. Oh, we got a. Think about to moving to Rayburn or somewhere where I can just, you know, I'm used to fresh water now. Might as well stick with My. it. It's crazy. <laughs> no, I don't think you're going to leave the salt water anytime soon, Captain Mickey. I don't know. It's, it's, I just it gotta... could be a possibility. <laughs> Things happen. <laughs> Somebody. Somebody said, oh, yeah, I'm living up at Lake Livingston, man. I got uh, some property and this and that. And I said, you want to swap it for some beach property? <laughs> I'm about <laughs> done with it, too, down here, man. It's uh, it's kind of crusty down here, man, let me tell you. I had a trip on Friday after I talked to you. Well, it was Friday afternoon. We met at 1 o'clock. Uh, I don't know. The tide was still going out when we got out there. Pretty decent water. Uh, just, uh, just couldn't get them. We had a lot of small trout. We were free lining, uh, uh, shrimp and had a lot of small trout. I have never seen the like of get snot sharks or gap top in my life. And, uh, they wanted a couple of them. I kept them. I think they kept five gap tops. They had a black drum They had a couple of little old small trout. Uh, it just, it wasn't that good at all in the afternoon, man. From what I hear, the mornings, the morning's been the time that the fish, well, the guys that I talked yeah. to when they caught their fish had been in the mornings. So, uh, but, uh, no, we just, we couldn't get them going, man. It just, uh, gap top after gap top. And, uh, and, uh, we had a, they had a handful of sand trout and like I said, it had a black drum and, uh, just, just, uh, just a mediocre box, man, and they were plenty happy with it. Uh, they actually, they could have cared less if they, they wasn't planning on frying fish. They were going to give them to somebody. Uh, they wasn't even going to cook them themselves. They're going to give them to somebody, so that was pretty pretty generous. But uh, our water temperature, I think, 73, 70, 70, or 80, 80, up around 80 now, now, 82. I don't know, over in the, over in the deeper end of the bay, it might be a little cooler, but I think it's somewhere around 80. What What's the water temperature you're getting over here? 
anywhere from 79 to 81. Mm -hmm. The cleanest from here to San Luis Pass, the beachfront is absolutely gorgeous. Drop dead, clean, flat, green. Uh, you can see the sandbars. That's how clean the water is. You yeah. drive, uh, we head to head down towards San Luis Pass. Just start looking out on the beachfront, and you can see every gut in the in in the uh, ocean. You can see the guts. You can see the three sandbars lined up just like pretty as could be. They used to have these things down by the down by the uh, pass called the car bodies. Do you remember the old yeah, wreck car that. bodies? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, there's still a good fishing spot if you know where to go. The little indentures or whatever's still there left of all that. But uh, a few people were catching them on the beachfront. I haven't really got any solid reports, uh, any reliable reports about the beachfront. But no, I've never seen it that clean. Not this year. This is by far the cleanest. And it's all the way, like I said, from San Luis Pass all the way to Freeport. You come over the, or Surfside, you come over that bridge, uh, 332, and coming over the Surfside Bridge, buddy, and it's like an eye opener. It's so beautiful. I mean, it's uh, it took it a while to clean up, but all we needed was a few days or a week of that light wind or the lighter wind and then a little bit of a northwest wind we had one day. Uh, just uh, it blew it flat, blew it flat, cleaned it up. Um, like just scant reports, man. Like I said, uh, all I could get was oh, and then I heard yesterday the Spanish mackerel went off. And they started showing up, but there were a lot of small ones, nothing to keep, just a lot of baby, tiny uh, Spanish mackerel. And so we're starting to get those kind of stuff. I guess the skipjacks are going to be next. You know, you're you're always going to have, you're going to have those fish mixed in with uh, with your trout and stuff. But uh, nope, the afternoon bite wasn't that great for me, man. Uh, uh, yesterday, my buddy, uh, Captain Brandon, went out. They had a pretty decent bite yesterday. They had, they ended up with uh, four trout and two reds and then uh, had some other small fish. But uh, right. he, uh, they were using they were using live bait, cheating, cheating like we do. We, we, we take shortcuts, you know. We just uh, want to make the customers happy and, and uh, oblige. So they want to they use live bait and they want to have something tugging on the other end. Those right. guys catching those gap top, I I'm still getting a gap top stuff off of my boat, man. That is the messiest fish in the world, and you can't get a hold of them to get the hook out of their mouth. It's, you know, just uh, they're just a mess. But uh, there was a ton of them. Get and some of them aluminum uh, hardhead grabbers, man. I, yeah, oh, I got you. I got yeah. Now he used you know, to have the kind a pair you just kind of sling open. They oh, got like big old crab claws on them, and you just right. reach up there and grab them around the. You know what? That's right a behind good the head idea. to squeeze down on them and and turn That's loose. That's a of good them. idea. I'm going to get me a set of them this week. <laughs> I'm going because <laughs> hard head grabbers. I hate putting my hands on those slimy things, man. Yeah, I, I've got it down pretty good where I'll hold the leader and. Uh, Get a hold of that hook with some long needle nose pliers and just hang them over the side and do the old yeah. calf top flip, man. I got a little wrist twist and flip method. Method they'll come right off unless somebody <laughs> gut hooks one. Then just give them all right. of it, cut the right. line and retie. Let them have it. 
Well, some uh, some people eat them, some people don't. So uh, I don't know. Uh, Good mud I've cats. had it. You know, <laughs> they're mud cats. <laughs> they're nice slimy cat, cats. Huh? Nice box of cats you got there, Cap. <laughs> yeah, I know. Boy, professional fishing guy come in with five gaff tops and a flat hey, drum. A, I've you know, seen it worse. Look, <laughs> look <laughs> I've had my butt handed to me many a time, and it was handed to me on Friday. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. But, no, the, guy, the guys had a great time, man. I, I never let it be boring. You know, if we're not getting a bite in one area, I, I don't stay 30 minutes, man. I can go on. I'll give it a little chance, but uh, if they ain't biting, we're going to go on and get them somewhere else. Uh, bait camps are all holding bait, man. Uh, all flags are flying. So if you're a croaker fisherman or mullet or shrimp or whatever, there's live bait in the area. I seen two or three different bait camps with their flags flying yesterday. So, right. so that's, that's no problem down here anyway, the live bait part. But uh, no, just a light, light north wind this morning and uh, – Kind of feels good driving up the humidity a little bit. The pressure is still 30.1 or something. Still still high pressure, but I don't know. We'll see what they do today. Uh, anybody, if there's any takers, I've got the day open. So, But uh, to me, it's not that good. I don't know. Can the water be too clean? Is it is that stupid or is that, you know, saying the water is too clean? Some, no, I've it seen it. That, that, uh, that'll hurt you at times, especially with a lot of sunlight and everything. And if you're fishing mm-hmm. shallow, when, you know, if you're fishing a little bit deeper, four feet right. more, it's not not as bad. But mm-hmm. uh, sometimes it can be too clear. Well, it's beautiful right now, buddy. I don't know how long it's going to stay that way. But That's what happens see on the beachfront. You know, that water will just get real gin clear, and uh, they'll fall off the lure bite and go to the uh, shrimp and croaker bite. You have to use live well, bait. Well, I guess you heard they had our topless weekend down here, huh? Have yeah. we heard about the topless a topless weekend? I I don't know. <laughs> I heard I Jeep, saw some Jeep stuff. I didn't that, I didn't know whether it was at Bolivar or Freeport. I mean, it's here. It's here, man. I, there's every kind of Jeep, every color Jeep from here to Hanola, man. I'm telling you, they are. Uh, they I saw are a jetty uh, picture top. from down there yesterday that was, uh, you couldn't stir them with a stick. I don't think you could have found a place to stand and fish on the Freeport jetty. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm telling you, there was quite a crowd down here yesterday. Uh, All day long, they were piling on to the piling on to the island, and all night they were piling off the the island. But there was some folks down here yesterday. A little all start uh, over again today. Here they come. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. At the beach, baby, come get you some. That's all I got for you, Captain. All right, Hammer. Well, hey, throw them out a number, bud. Shoot, they can reach me at 713-208-0683, and I got plenty of gas in the boat. Let's go fishing. Y'all have a great day. Happy fun Sunday. Yes, sir. All right, take care. All right, well, you know, the 34th annual CCA Texas Star Tournament, that's going to begin Memorial Day weekend. That's right around the corner, folks. Runs all summer long till Labor Day. And uh, it's all brought to you by your Texas Ford dealers, Tilson Homes and Academy Sports Sports and Outdoors. Sign up today. Take advantage of over a million dollars in prizes and scholarships for inshore and offshore divisions. With 120 tag redfish swimming around in Texas inshore waters, 
other species to fish for like gaff top, drum, and sheephead. Offshore fish for great prizes when you catch red snapper, ling, dolphin, and kingfish. Go to startournament.org for rules, entry, and prize information. And the CCA Texas Star Tournament is brought to you by great sponsors like Mercury Marine, Shinerbach, Hallpower Polaris, Mountie Boats, Texas Fish and Game Magazine, ABC 13, Cryptek, and Coastline Trailers. Again, go to startournament.org, call 713-626-4222, and sign up today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. On a Sunday morning, it's 418 here in the Bayou City. It's run down Freeport way now, and let's check in with Captain Jeff Naylor. I think he's got Casey and Monty with him this morning also. Good morning, guys. What's up, Cap Mickey? How you doing this morning? Living a dream, brother. <laughs> I know. Oh, that's right. Good morning, Mickey. Hey, Casey. what's up? How you doing, Casey? Back at it again. Yes, you are. How you been, man? Been great. Been great. Been going down to the been down to the ranch a lot, doing some work and we've been getting a lot of rain down there and been doing some spending some time with my dad, so it's been good. Well, that's good to hear. That's uh, that's what Blaine's been doing the last six or eight days. They've been doing a bunch of work down his way, and he got more tons of rain. All it, he said, all it does is make the quail and dove hunting better and uh, horn development. It's good for everything. Yeah, we've had we've had a ton at our place too. When we got there, our rain gauge had seven inches in it. So we we had my four, goodness, had, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, it was great. It was great to see. Y'all, y'all still got the cows down there right now, or, or did they bring them all My back? sister has some of her cows. She's got like 30 head down there in one of the pastures. Yeah, there are some cows there, yeah. You can't find them right now, but they're there somewhere. <laughs> you can see. <laughs> they're spread out, I'm sure. There's plenty to eat. A lot of green foliage everywhere. Pictures we off probably have, 
Yeah, we probably have a hundred acres of water on the place right now with all our ponds being full. And uh oh, yeah, and the great. grass the grass is growing like crazy. So conditions couldn't be better right now. Hopefully it'll at least get a little rain through the summer to keep it like that. It'll be gonna be a crazy hunting season this next year, hopefully. It's gonna be great. Mm-hmm. Always. Well, what's Monty doing this morning? You on the back burner this morning, Monty? Just hanging out, man. Hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to these guys talk about their fishing. Well, did anybody get out this week and go whack on them with Mother Guff being laid down like she was? Not me. Been in the plant. Yeah, man. Most most of you know, so Casey's bringing his, uh, or getting his uh, 39 delivered on Monday. His other boat went out on, on, uh, what was it, Friday? Friday they went out? Yeah. And, uh, of course, I'm working on my boat 24-7, Mickey. I, uh, man, I've been offered to go fishing multiple times, and I, buddy, I'm bringing it right down to the wire. I'm going to be putting the last bolt yeah. in as we're going up. We're literally going to first charter. Yeah. I, I am getting it ready. You better right. do a sea trial on it before you throw any people in there, man. <laughs> Woo! Man, hopes and dreams, living on hopes and dreams right now, baby. Where it goes. Yeah, but uh, man, I tell you what, it was sur- it was super smooth, and there was a lot of people that got out. And it's kind of a mixed reaction, you know. I think across the board, just uh, you know, either uh, heavy currents or you know, you know, it wasn't like winds, tons of seaweed. Um, seems like the tuna bite was kind of slow from the reports I got. That's but, what Sharky said. Yeah, yeah, and I haven't, you know, I really didn't see a bunch of them show up either uh you know there's there's a handful of them that showed up uh blackfin and stuff like that sharky had a few uh skipjack tunas which sounds like they're starting to kind of come in a little bit but uh i mean all in all you can't really be it just get out there on a, a day when it's that flat it doesn't matter how many fish you catch i mean it's you know there's a lot of grass out there from what i've been understanding and they're catching right. some lane grass and they're catching some some small dolphins so that's it's a good it's a good sign for the start anyway but uh I know that some kind of nasty colored water moved in offshore. Let's, I don't know if it was, we've had a lot of fresh water coming out in other rivers, but also you get a algae bloom sometimes. So there's some kind of mm-hmm. dirty water that probably won't last too won't last too long. Probably be gone in a couple of weeks. So that'll help. Catching a little trout and surf. Yeah, that's that's the other big thing. Trout and surf, and it seems like uh, you know the uh, few people I talked to that. We're, went bait fishing, they went around the surf and were whacking on a jack of hell, you know, Ooh. hundreds and hundreds of yards full of them, man, just, just <laughs> whack. Keep me away from there. Man, listen. Yeah, me hey. too. Here, y'all have Adam. Enjoy. I'll I watch. Right. <laughs> I love them. You know, you, you guys keep them. You bring them to me, I'll pay you, I'll pay you something for them. And they're uh, that snapper bait heaven, man. Oh, yeah. You cannot beat it. You know, that is the best bait on the face of the planet. What do you just cut it up and chunk it up and use it like chunk bait on a hook? Yes, sir. Yeah. Jackerville, that's some good bloody meat. Buddy, I'm telling you, and it's all gristly, so it never comes off the hook. You you probably catch four or five snapper (laughs) with one bait. (laughs) Is that right? Well, there you go. Have y'all figured out uh, how to uh, catch... uh, Offshore fish with gaff top, cut gaff top. We need to wipe them things out, man. Uh, <laughs> you know what? 
I always heard this legend for years about uh, you, you could catch a uh, lean with little little catfish. Hardheads, I heard it. Too. Well, live hardheads, we used to do that. We'd uh, we'd go down to the to the bait camp at, in the evenings, Tim and I, before we'd go offshore, and we'd uh, fill my live well up, my hydrosport with uh, hardheads, and just cut the fins off of them. You know, the pair of dikes when you catch them, just clip them fins off, boy. And you, Live hardhead, tarpon, uh, everything. We, we even hooked a uh, a porpoise on a uh, live hardhead one time. Well, it's good to know something. I actually eat those things. That's good to know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, uh, let them have them. Yeah. You know, I tell you, one, one thing while I'm thinking about it, there, there was a, a buddy of mine that went out, and he actually took video of uh, whales. He had uh, uh, one of the black ones uh, with the with the pilot whales. Are they pilot whales? Yeah. Pilot whale, yeah. yeah. On Friday. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. yeah. It's always something new to see. <clears throat> yeah. And a whole pot of them, apparently. I mean, they, they were kind of just hanging they, out at the top. Are they out deep? Yeah, it was TJ. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 It's about 30 or 40 minutes. <clears throat> yeah, really? That's kind of shallow, huh? It's the yeah. what, what time of the year? This time of the year? No, it's during sniper season. I know uh, Frankie jumped off the Big E and swam with the one out there around 507. The captain of the boat just decided to bail out. Yeah. Swam with it. They videoed it. Really? Huh. Yeah. You know, there's always land on that same lot. Yeah, yeah. There's always laying with them? Always. Whale sharks. Really? Whale sharks, too. Yeah, I mean, I'm I, whale sharks. I'm sorry. I'm see, I've seen the whale sharks, you know, but they're, they move kind of slow enough for those cobia to keep up with them. Though. I yeah. would think the whale died too much for the, the lean to keep up with them. I had a whale shark bump up against the back of my boat one day at the West 20,000 snapper fishing, and there was lean and the rod underneath them. Really? Wow. We swam off. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Always fun stuff in the deep blue, man. Yeah. You just never really know, no. you know. <laughs> uh, yeah, I always, I always love seeing videos of whales. Personally, I just, you know, it's always interesting to me. It's just something maybe you don't see very often, I guess. But uh, yeah, I've never actually gotten close to one. I've seen a few spouts, but I've never actually seen I mean, lots of whale sharks. You know, back in the day, man, we used to see whale sharks all the time. I mean, I, I right. remember couple of summers there. I mean, it was like almost every trip, you know, wow. and big ones too at that. I mean, you know, 30 miles offshore and it'd be 30 foot long. I mean, you'd see the spots on one side of the boat, and, you know, look around and tail on tail one side, head on the other. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's coming slowly, but yeah. Um, but anyways, I mean, it sounds like everybody did pretty decently on the, on the, on the, uh, Dorado, which they're, they're still kind of chickens right now, I think, but I saw a few nice ones. I mean, there was a few that were in the 10-pound range. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a few scattered here and there. Sound, sound like they're pretty finicky, too, for the most yeah, part. Yeah, I saw we where James sent me a text this morning early when I was doing show prep. He said that uh, fish he saw uh day before yesterday or whenever it was, was a, uh, that ended up winning the tournament there at Orange Beach, a 776. That's a tank. That's a big one. Oh, man, it is a big one. That's a good one, yeah. They've had yeah, several. Marlin. Yes, they've had several fish out there. There's a, uh, the few boats that were out here out of, out of the, uh, Texas, just fun fishing. Uh, you know, I saw a three for three. I know, uh, dragging up, or not, excuse me, not dragging up, but, Damn, man. Big Torch. Big Torch had like three, three for three. 
It sounded like the billfish were here. I mean, there was a, a sharky had even mentioned yesterday out at sunrise that they had popped the. Yeah, they one. raised one. Yeah, come up and hit their bait. I had another buddy of mine that went when Sharky told me that. I told him to go out there and drag some lures, and he said he didn't he didn't have anything come up. So, but listen, that's all good stuff. I mean, for those bill fishermen, that really points that you know yeah. they're probably on the shelf right now. So, I mean, if you were if you uh, just dying to go catch a marlin, I tell you what, when they when those marlin get up on the shelf, there's no better place to be. I mean, there's a uh, you know, you put your little spread out. You ain't got to be a big boat or anything. You know, just so you. You're talking about the 300 foot range somewhere in there. 300 yeah, foot three, of water, three to five, six hundred maybe something yeah. like that. Yeah. A lot. Well, I tell you that. Though, I mean, the cervezas run the cerveza line. So I mean, really, little sister cerveza to basically tequila and just kind of keep work that whole ledge right there. Now that's like it's 900 still, foot. Still there. Oh, yeah. took it down. No, it's still there. Uh, uh, actually, have a boat working out there. If you're gonna fish your vase, you got about a year to do it because within the year they're gonna be pulling it up. So they're gonna the, chop east, it. the east one for sure. The, the west one might stay a little bit longer because they haven't plugged it yet. Really? Yeah, they're, they're plugging the east one right now. So the east one's gonna be up. Be they're gonna lay it over. They're gonna make a reef out of it. But it's, they are. Really? They are. They are for sure gonna make a reef out of it. But it won't be a standing structure anymore. But yes, right. So they're they're not gonna cut it down a hundred foot below the water line, all that. No, like that's what they're doing. Yeah. Oh, really? Okay. okay. Just cool. like they did tequila, they're gonna do the same thing with surveys. Yeah. Leave it there. Leave it there. That's weird. You know, I'll West too much to bring it up. They're better off yeah. leaving it there. Western base always look like the older rig to me. I mean, they're gonna chop them both down. Eventually, eventually they're gonna yeah, both of them. But I think the east one is the one they're gonna do first. Wow. I'll be darned. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's good to know. All right, well, hang on. Let me knock this commercial break out. I'll be right back with you fellas. Hang on a second. All right. Well, the Belleville Meat Market, if you've never been there, you owe it to yourself to stop by if you're ever out that way. They're a short drive from Sealy off 510 or Hempstead off 290. This week, they're double featuring the cheddar cheese pecan smoked sausage and the double black pepper pecan smoked sausage. You can try it before you buy it. Free samples are always available there at the store. And on special... 85% 85% lean ground beef, just three fifty nine a pound, bulk priced, wrapped any way you like it. And they're now serving homemade hot dogs and pulled pork in their barbecue section. And custom processing on pigs and calves all year long. Or you can order a half calf or a hind quarter and then have it processed any way you like. And Belleville Meat Market's wild game processing. They're making Vinny dogs and hog dogs. That's homemade hot dogs using your own venison or wild pigs. Bring something home from your hunt. The entire family can enjoy all year long. The Belleville celebrating over 41 years serving the greater Houston community. That's the Belleville Meat Market, where meat is our middle name. A lot can happen between falling in love with a house and owning it. Having an advocate who can help you navigate negotiations, timelines, inspections, and more can make all the difference. That's what the expertise of a Realtor can do for you, because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device. Credit service ported. 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman.
Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. All right, 434 here at the Bayou City. Let's go back to the guys in Freeport. That's what I'll just call them this morning, the guys in Freeport. All right, yeah. Jeff and Monty and Casey, what's up? <laughs> Man, we were talking. We were just talking about, you know, Sharky gave, uh, told me a story from this weekend that he uh, stopped by. I gave him a little rock that was about 300 foot of water, and uh, he stopped over there, and he said the very first drop, he smoked a big old eight. What he said was a big Warsaw, and uh, fought it all the way and, and ended up popping it off right at the top. But uh, uh. Casey, Casey, I told the story to Casey and uh, uh, Bonnie here, and they're kind of they were questioning know. the story a little bit. They must have babied it on the way up. Yeah, he, they they you know basically were saying that you know it 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 should have floated. You know, if they got it more than halfway up, you could see it. He should have floated. He should have floated. So yeah. when it came up, floated to the top, and he should have been able to get it. So yeah. We're going to have to talk to Sharky about this story. Again. <laughs> <laughs> Sharky, I'm sorry. But, well, I guess that could have been. Yeah, I mean, he brought it up fast enough. It couldn't have been a shark. I mean, it, it, you know, you're not just going to bring one to the bottom all the way to the top that fast. Hey, but I've had sharks fool me and thinking they're Warsaw's. Right. I'm sure really? he has too. Oh yeah. Well, until maybe the very end when they start doing yeah. stuff. But at the bottom, when you hook them and find them for a while, they'll feel the same a little bit for a while. Big one, big shark, big Warsaw. Really? Yeah. Be a lot of dead weight, just a little slow pull. And I mean, yeah. because honestly speaking, though, I've been in that 300 foot, especially in you know Salvador, Campeche, and like that, and stuck some butter balls, like 50 pounders, pull them up, revive them, and send them right back down again. I mean, they, they don't even. That's honestly God truth. That, I mean. God is my witness. I mean, they have uh, multiple times. I'm not, I'm not denying you can do it. I'm sure you can do it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, butterfly jigging, stuff like that. We, you know, catch 30 pounders, 40 pounders, and send them right back. Like, they, yeah, I know. We, we used to uh, get them to the rigs. If we start catching a bunch on a platform, we'd have them lower their stuff down and give the lower basket down and throw a couple of them so the rigs could have some. Oh, really? Or something. <laughs> yeah, those guys up there, they'll send you down food too sometimes. Oh, no. Really? Oh, yeah, they'll send you down some vittles if you send them a couple of fish up there. Yeah. Wow. Well, Bluebell ice cream for some groupers. <laughs> <laughs> they do. They do. Right. Yeah, but, uh, you know, grouper fishing is, is, is the odd thing. I mean, uh, you know, <clears throat> I guess you really, you know, the, the biggest key to all that really is just having a big enough hook to stick them in the mouth. I mean, yeah. those big ones, I know you can't get away with much. I tell you, if, uh, if you get a real, real sharp hook, you might catch him in the cheek and, and you know, bless your heart if you get him up. Well, you, you gave me a bunch of 16-on hooks yesterday, and you don't fish with the 16-on? They're uh, really thick. I give I you have that. some other real, real hooks, thick. But, yeah, they're pretty thick. No, I mean, there's nothing, I mean, they're fine. You can fish with them. I like, to be honest with you, when I'm, when I'm targeting grouper, you know, they got. I'd rather use a real circle than one of those offset circles. The real really? circles are better, yeah. When you hook them on a real circle, they're not going to come off. Really? They will not come off. Offset circle, they can't come off. They can spin off, but they cannot spin off a real circle. But I've no. never seen one do it. But, uh, I mean, do you, do you find your hookup ratio is, is lighter? Uh, I mean, you know, when they, what they do, you know, they get, and then they turn their head and go back, go where they're coming from. And as soon as they turn their head and that hook lodges back in and goes into that corner, it's just uh, they're stuck. They're done. They're done. They're stuck. They're not coming off. Wow. So, so uh, you know, there was a guy. Well, you don't jerk. You just kind of tighten up on him. And just yeah. Raise the rod up and let him swim and hook, hook himself. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> well, now those are just hitting the button. Yeah, well, 
you know, I ain't <laughs> that fancy, man. That's like y'all cool, bro. Hit the button. Hit the button and pull away. But, I mean, so there's a guy that, that, that fished for Warsaw that uh, I've known for a long time. He he actually takes a, a wax string and, and he'll uh, he'll uh, tie the hook onto the nose instead of putting it through the nose. Oh, he'll, man, I know you got He brought it up a bait for a, for a kind of like for a bill fish. Yeah, like yeah. that, yeah. And, and he swore by it. They even do, you know, yeah. out in the deep water in like the six six hundred foot range, they'll put a, a sacrificial weight on it. They'll yeah. put a sacrificial weight down and they'll pop it off right at the bottom. And uh, which you know, and it's a good idea. I mean, you know, especially when you're fishing around some little tight rig and stuff like that, it's one last thing to get hung oh, up. You know, yeah. yeah, your weight does get hung up and stuff. So yeah, little wedge in between that line of wedge and that waking wedge in between a little rig leg a corner. Yeah, and the weight might be what's holding you from getting it up. Not just getting it up. Man, I can't tell you how many times that's happened. <clears throat> halfway up, but. I don't use sacrificial weights. So you, you, I mean, but Monty, keep my <laughs> you were telling me that, uh, you know, maybe, maybe you don't always fish at the very bottom. Uh-huh. Bring it up 20, 30 feet. Yeah. I'm fish based on the way up in the car. And they, I have, don't have a stay on the bottom. That's like snake hunting. <laughs> <laughs> snake hunting. Yeah, I can't try. Yeah. 
we we stuck a we stuck a, stuck about two hundred fifty pounder one time and uh, man we hooked it right in the cheek I mean perfect hookup and everything it took us six and a half hours to get it in oh lord oh my god and there was a storm brewing too on the inshore and I'm sitting there looking at that I'm thinking when we cut the line when we cut the line I mean wrap going away from me. No, 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 it wasn't wrapped or anything. Oh. It was stuck in the cheek. But they, oh. you know, the other thing they do oh. is they get in those thermoclines, man. You can literally, they, you can see that thermocline on my screen, yeah. you know, and you can see that fish when he gets right below me, bobbing right underneath it. You know, you can see my lights. I, I've got a picture on my screen of the of the lights on the string, you know, and you can see that fish. He just swim right below oh. that thing, and he won't come above it. Just <clears throat> can't get him, man. And like, you know, I did every. That particular time, I did all the tricks. I did figure eights. I tried to do a big circle and then stop and come back and try to gain line and all that. And nothing, no. man. I mean, it was uh, tough there fish. Was nothing you could do. Tough fish. I mean, you fight. You fight a fish for five hours. You keep thinking to yourself, "I want to see this fish." <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah. Hurricane or not, I mean, I want to check this out. Yeah. But. Uh, Shoot, I mean, sometimes you got it, you know, like that. I mean, you were uh, you were alluding to earlier that uh, that Mako shark, you know, jumping with the amberjack. I mean, golly. Yeah, sometimes fish are just tough, man. Yeah. They are. I've caught fish that come right to the boat, and some fish takes time. Yeah, same size fish, yeah. same everything, yeah. Like the elephant, man. If you pan their mouth, if their mouth seems to be paying close, they're coming to the boat. But you yeah. get one where it's getting that funnel, that water through there. Hang on. Yeah. Lord help us. Casey, I got a text from a listener for you. Okay. Uh, he said not to change the subject, but he said since you have Casey on this morning, he said I, one time I enjoyed hearing his African safari hunts. He wants okay. to know what weapon would you prefer most to have in your hand when you had a either, a, and what do you consider the most dangerous charge from a hippo, a lion, a uh, a cape buffalo, or a uh, an elephant? Uh, I would say all of the above. But uh, <laughs> the one that would probably scare me the most would probably be a lion, just because you that'd probably be the hardest one to try to outmaneuver or get a shot off, you know, quick enough. Uh, right. I mean, that's and and, and the, the hippo, the hippo charge, really, the hippo charge is, is one of those deals where you have to be, really be kind of in his wheelhouse before he's going to charge you. You know what I mean? So that would right. be easier to avoid, I would think, is a hippo charge. I wouldn't want to be involved in one. I never have, but I've been pretty close to hippos. But you keep your distance when you're near hippo area. You want to make sure you see the hippos. You stay away from their little area because they're they're pretty overall pretty calm unless they get you know unless they get roused a little bit. So mm. I would say the lion. Then I would probably say number two be the elephant, then the buffalo, then the hippo. Probably if right. I had to just throw it out there. The, you know those the, lions uh, are quicker than they look. You know. Oh, yeah, and they're not, and they, yeah, and they have absolutely, I mean, you can shoot near a line with a gun and, and raise all kind of ruckus, and they just are not afraid of you. They're not afraid of the gun. They're not afraid of anything. So, I mean, they take down those big animals, and they're not afraid of them, so they're surely not going to be afraid of you. Nope. Um, so, yeah, that would be the, and I've, I've probably been closer to a lion than any of them, you know, 
physically closer. So I know what it feels mm. like. It's pretty scary. Uh, the gun, I mean, if I'm going to go to Africa hunting a uh, dangerous game, I would I would actually probably either a 375 H&H or a 416 Remington would be my two choices. Gotcha. Uh, your, your, your guide that you hunt with is going to have a heavy caliber to stop an animal in case you mess up. For backup, so, yeah. He's going to have a 500 caliber or a 460 or something. So, you know, those are close range weapons. They're normally open sided weapons. That's not what I would I would hunt with. But knowing that he has that with him gives you a little peace of mind. So, a 375 H and H 300 grain or a 416 Remington 400 grain bullets. What I would use. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> That's you can and you can. That's actually, a showstopper. <laughs> yeah, you, you can, you can actually take an elephant down with a 375. People don't. I mean, if you shoot him in the right place, you can take him down with that. Wow. That's relatively smaller bullet. But that, to me, that's the best caliber period to take for Africa because you can shoot smaller stuff with it and, and pretty decent distances with that gun. Once you get those beer calibers, they drop too much. And right. you, you got to be close within 100 yards of most of them to, to shoot them. So that's a great overall weapon to shoot. Now, I think. I don't know if it's an unspoken rule or a real rule, but that's about the smallest they'll let you shoot dangerous game with it is a 375. But it's plenty good. That mm. that that around has killed probably more animals over there than any of them combined. Right. Yeah, that's a that's a really good really good weapon, really good bullet to shoot. So those are my answers for to the guy. So <laughs> yeah, that's so, very good. You know that not that, for dangerous. So, even on even on if you're gonna go hunt specifically for buffalo, I mean, knowing those are like the toughest. According to your dad, they're just one of the toughest to kill. They're just so thick skinned and and so muscly. And in our experiences, they're in my experience, they're not the toughest to kill. But my experience and other people's experience is different. Yeah, my, the freaking it's one of the toughest animals over there that I've seen is a freaking water buck. I've a seen water. a lot of water buck. Well, I mean, in our hunting experience, it was it got shot. In the right below the show, a little bit low. My wife shot one a little bit low with a 375 Magnum, which I told you we killed big stuff, and then took one to the side of the face <laughs> and went about four miles. And went four oh, wow. miles. Yeah. Golly. I mean, that was a that was a tough one. Yeah, I'd imagine. Good. I mean, and, and zebras are notoriously tough. They'll tell you how hard zebras really? are to take down. But every time I've ever shot a zebra, it falls right over. Really? I mean. But I've had Impalas run off with a 375, and I, I was taking a picture with one. This is no joke. I was taking a picture with one, holding its head on the ground, and it started. We thought it was dead, and then tried to get up while I was holding the horns. <laughs> it, I, was like, I, won't, I was trying to turn the head, you know, and I couldn't turn it because his, his muscles were locking up. I couldn't turn his head. I, I can't turn his head. All of a sudden, his legs kick. He's trying to get up, and I'm holding on to his horns. He's got a giant <laughs> hole. I, I mean. <laughs> Hey, they make them different over there in Africa. They do, man. They do. <laughs> hey, white-tailed deer will surprise you, too, how tough they can be. Uh, yeah. We were at Blaine's one year. We're all sitting around a campfire. Everybody would come in from hunting. Nobody had killed anything. And a guy on another ranch brought a deer over there for uh, Blaine's guides to clean for him. <laughs> he backed up back there by the cleaning station. We're all sitting around a fire at cocktail hour. And somebody looked over and that back of that truck and that deer stood up back of that truck <laughs> he had already picked it up loaded it up drove it over there like 15 miles down the highway to get to blaine's 
backed in. We're all sitting there having a cocktail, and we look over and goes, did that just happen? <laughs> that deer standing up there. <laughs> oh, it was hilarious. Then he found a way? I mean, did you start smoking? What happened with it? Uh... No, he uh, he stood up and was looking around like, man, what happened? <laughs> then he just <laughs> then he just fell back over in the truck. Wow! And Wayne yelled at one of his guys, said, "Hey, y'all might want to hurry up and clean that thing." <laughs> <laughs> so, when you track this animal for four miles, is it just tracking blood? Yeah, tracking track blood. blood. And, and so, what happened was on that water buck, we. We tra- my wife shot it, and she she didn't make a great shot, but she didn't make a horrible shot for an animal to go that far. Yeah. We trailed it and trailed it, and then we got up on it. But they're real careful about they want to make sure that the one that you're seeing is the one that you actually shot the first time. Because yeah. you walk so far, you might have seen seeing a different one, you know. Yeah. So one time we got up, and I had the sticks down. The guy goes, "Wait a minute, I want to make sure it's the right one." And by the time he figured out it was the right one, it already ran off again. Yeah. Uh-oh. But they stationed the guy. This was on a private ranch in South Africa, but it was fenced in place, but it was 10,000 acres, so I mean, you might as well be hunting open range, it's so big. Right. And they, oh, they had a road up the way, and they put another guy, one of the guys up in that road, they figured this animal's going to cross this road. So he's going to get this guy up in the truck up high, and wait for it to cross, and he's going to take a shot at it. Well, he hit it right beside the face with the bullet, and it still kept going. Wow. We didn't find Unreal. it until the we, we, we followed it all day. We didn't find it till the next day. We got up the next morning, went back to where we lost the track right at dark, and we ended up not an hour hour later, we found it. And luckily, it, it, it the back end had been eaten up a little bit by jackals, but the head and everything was fine, and the shoulder mount was fine, so the animal was okay shaped for trophy reasons. It wasn't, the meat wasn't going to be any good. But, right. uh, but water bugs aren't that good to eat anyway. They're pretty, pretty stinky, though. But, but well, yeah. they, they, and they and they for the majority of the time they actually get that meat to some of the locals. Oh right? yeah, 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 yeah. Not only even on that water, what, what they I, get that. To be honest with you, I don't. Probably they didn't on that one. Really? They probably didn't give it to anybody. That's a jackal's thing, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was. But most of the time, another meat gets wasted. Which I mean, if if you had the opportunity to go back to Africa, the one best place you ever been to. I mean, what is what is the numero uno African safari hunt area? Uh, probably your, you know, your classic African safari, probably East Africa, like Tanzania or, uh, probably Tanzania is where I would go. If I was going to go right now, yeah, that's where I would choose to go. Yeah. Hunt the open range, you know, animals, hunt the buffaloes again and the the plains game and all that and dangerous game. Maybe, you know, I mean, I already, I've already got a leopard. I really don't care to, to take a lion. I don't really have an interest to, yeah. But we all, y'all had tags. Right? We had, yeah, we we could have taken a line, but we just didn't have a. We had two opportunities, and they were they weren't old enough. Yeah, they were three year old lines, and were old enough. Yeah, but we didn't take one, so we only just took that leopard. Yeah, so but we, yes, probably Tanzania on twenty one day safari over on the east side of the country, over close, pretty close to where Kilimanjaro is. Really, in that area, that's where the biggest buffalo are, and that's probably what I'd want to go after is big buffalo down. Man. Yeah, how much of those Big weigh? Buffalo. Uh, the Cape, the Southern Cape, the Cape buffaloes on East Africa are probably the biggest. You know, there's like there's Cape buffaloes all over Southern Africa. Probably those are the biggest ones. Uh, they're pushing two thousand pounds. My goodness, a big one is you know a big full grown one. 
to the village. It's funny because you compare it to <laughs> you look you look at a bull like a, a you know a cow just a yeah. domestic a bull that weighs that much. They totally different because the Cape buffalo is a lot shorter than a cow, shorter in the, on the shoulders, but the width of his body is about wow. double. He's just so stocky, so they yeah, look they wouldn't very much, muscular, but, aren't they? Yeah, very, very muscular and stocky, yeah, compared to a domestic cow. Right. You know, they got a head on them. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. I put a, I, I, uh, Elliot gave me a, a, a buffalo head. To, That's right. You have one. Yeah, yeah. I put it up in my office. My office is about 10 foot wide. I was thinking, man, <laughs> this is going to be sweet. I put that sucker up. As soon as you open the door, the nose is right in your face. I mean, he's way, way out. Yeah, he's huge. Dang. He's huge. I mean, it, yeah, I could, I'd take him off the wall. I think I'm going to hang him on the ceiling or something because, I mean, there's <laughs> there ain't enough room. <laughs> Just build yeah. you a new office around the mount. <laughs> there you go. That, that's the way to do it. I mean, golly, you, you got you got a wall full of them. What, what's the number one? What's what's your favorite? Uh, Probably the... the the Central Africa, the Giant Elands, probably. Giant Elands, yeah. Just because they're relatively rare, I guess, and beautiful. Huge, too. Yeah. They're 16, 1,800 pounds, too. They're huge. Oh. Biggest, the biggest antelope. Really? Yeah. yeah the Elan is, yeah. 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 And they are pretty, man. man. They're they huge, and they're good eating, and they are. You know they're just they're just they're hard to hunt too. They they man, we covered it all, man. Offshore fishing and safari yeah. hunting. I mean that's good conversation. I'm glad that guy sent that text. Changed things yeah. up. Yeah, that was good. Well, I'm they're catching a lot of speckled trout in the surf. For sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah, catching a lot of gaff top in the back base right now. <laughs> Boy, they're taking over the world, brother. Well. I got a roll, gentlemen. Uh, throw out some phone numbers. Somebody wants to get with y'all, Jeff and Monty, and yeah. you know, do some uh, blue water cruising this summer. That's it. Give us, give me a holler at nine seven nine four one seven ten thirteen, or go to our website at stsladventures dot com. We've got uh, we've got some dates. Uh, the snapper season did get released last week. I'm sure you've already heard, it, but uh, it's it's open to August 25th this year mm-hmm. or August 24th. I can't remember. 24th, 25th. That's when it closes? That's when it closes. So we got got some extra days in August. Y'all get booked up. All right. Sounds good, gentlemen. Hey, y'all have a great Sunday. Always enjoy talking to you fellas. Y'all be safe out there. Thanks again. Thanks, man. All right. Y'all have a good day. See you now. All right. All right. That's the boys in Freeport. All right. It's time for the top of the hour break. You're listening to the Outdoor Show here at Sports Radio 610. We'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. 
I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.